0: You've got two sheets. You've got your yellow goldenrod sheet coming back and a white sheet. We're going to definitely uh, delve into the goldenrod sheet. We're back on our study of the Lutherans in North America. On your goldenrod sheet, it has part seven that's at the top. Part seven, we got all the way through the walkout of the 70s. We went through that two Sundays, actually. So I don't, I, I like to review, but I don't want to you know, send, uh, redo the entire. Uh, Uh, study that goes with that. However, it started in about 1962, just a review to say, already in about 57, 62, you start to see the political factions and the groups that are publishing and and you can already tell that the changes that happened in the 20s, 30s, those which followed after, uh, had resulted in a Senate that was split. Herman Otten is producing Lutheran News and giving us the publicity that goes with uh, all of the controversies that are uh, going on. By the time we get to 1969, the Denver Convention uh, does a correction. Uh, On the one hand, uh, they elect Jacob Preuss to be president, a conservative, to replace liberal. However, everything has been put into place and they go ahead and vote to declare fellowship with the American Lutheran Church, the ALC, all the while acknowledging that there really is not full agreement on these things. That's 69. Uh, We'll be coming back to uh, that uh, in a bit. Um, I explained how Quite quickly, we saw that there were uh, changes. Uh, I cited a 1970 Strauman survey that said, well, really all Lutheran groups ought to be together. Uh, 79% of LCA, 62% of ALC, even 58% of LCMS. You can see when you are asking the people in the pews, there's not much uh, difference. We saw, um, by 1973, the North Orleans, New Orleans Convention, um, all of the wranglings that had happened uh, about the 70, the teaching of the historical critical method, things of that sort, uh, had uh, come to a head, and they're starting to deal with John Teigen, who is at the uh, head of the seminary. There has been uh, three or four uh, investigations. He's been uh, exonerated in each one of those. Why? Because it was a liberal just president and, you know, th- those kind of things. Um, however, with uh, the uh, votes that were done there referring charges of Teejan to uh, the Board of Control, uh, ALC Fellowship is to be in a state of suspension, uh, the synonymically adopted doctrinal statements that would be in place for taking care of the seminary. All, everything was put in place. The liberals knew that, most of the books call them moderates, um, uh, the liberals knew that they set up something called ELIM, Evangelical Lutherans, in mission. Uh, this was not a separate organization, but an organization within the Missouri Senate in order to support liberal causes, uh, I probably won't get to it this time because I'm going to spend most of my time on the back of this sheet dealing with uh, non-Missouri Senate groups. But uh, many of them already at this time saw this as a group within the Senate which would serve as a stepping point to leaving the Senate. That's, that's the, the ones who are the leaders and the shakers. They knew that's what it was going. What was going to happen? Those who were not the leaders and shakers weren't told this, um, and they had no intention of leaving. Um, we finally got to the walkout last time, whereas the uh, as they started to tighten down the the bolts, they decided they would make this big profile protest movement, and they walked off, they said see you later, and they went and started to form um, John, uh, John Teachan and those who were on the board 95% of them that left started to form a new seminary called Seminary in Exile, it was on the SLU campus and some other Eden Seminary and some other places like that The ELIM those were
1: the ones that saw, saw themselves as
2: leaving eventually
0: the leaders so did. The,
1: so they weren't honest with from <laughs> the
2: beginning, basically. Basically, yeah. That's
1: what.
0: Basically, yes.
1: You know me; I always have to state the obvious. <laughs> um,
0: I read an article um, that was in the Daily Egyptian uh, that was about the. Pastor who was at our Savior in Carbondale, LCMS, whenever this came down, um, he, he wrote that. It was printed in the, in the DE in 1976 that that's exactly what this group was. So, was it, you know, a secret? No, but, you know, we all kind of knew, oh, that's what's going on. Okay. Karn? That
3: ELIM, were they also kind of part of that seminary walkout?
0: So I thought the seminary walkout, they weren't really trying to leave, though. So they thought they would say, oh, no, come back. You know, is there a connection between the two? So, so Elam was formed before the walkout, as you can see, 1973. It was after uh, New Orleans, but before the walkout. Already in this year ahead of time, uh, as the leaders in this are talking to the Senate, uh, people are donating because they're using this as a uh, a way to raise funds to support their cause. Um, by the past- time that Price deals with this, they say that 30% of money that would have gone to Senate was being funneled off into Elim. Was that Pastor
1: Rizk that wrote that?
0: It was not. Berg, I think. Um, let me see. His name was Robert Burt. B-E-R-G-T. Yeah. Now, to draw the connection, After they walked off and the uh, Senate didn't, you know, they wanted to get everyone together and to uh oh we're we're offended by all that's going on and we want them back and all, that's not what happened. Um, um a month later after um uh Elim after the seminary walk off I got my time frame light. Month later or so, they meet in October up in Chicago. They have 800 people at a meeting there um, to discuss all that's gone on. What are we going to do about this? We're going to protest. We're going to, you know, they made great demands against the Senate that they need to uh, uh, say they're sorry for all they did here, ask them to come back, exonerate Teigen. Um, all of this is passed. They had a straw vote at this meeting in Chicago, and said, uh, "If we're ready to leave, you know, who, who would, uh, you know, are we, are we ready to leave?" And they had a straw vote. The majority it was slight majority. Slight majority said no. It Elam immediately. Took a step back and went. Wait a minute, what? You know, no. The people aren't with them. They were ready to, you know, they had published in their publication and had had 150,000 uh, subscriptions going out. Uh, it had a picture of John Tjen with a banner behind. Here we stand. You know, um, the idea to make him into. You know, the new Martin Luther, the white knight, or whatever. Um, it was fine if you were going to protest, but as soon as you said, Yeah, I think we ought to leave. Sounds
2: awful
0: familiar. Yeah, and I
3: just
0: both ways, both going liberal and confessional. Both ways. Both ways. Um, In 1976, they go ahead and form what's called the AELC. This is a separate organization. This is one in which they are leaving. You leave the Missouri Senate, you join the (coughs) AELC. Um, When they had votes, July, New Orleans, uh, the next one is Anaheim. Typical kind of voting. You got a block. I mean, it it was always about half. Um, uh, you had typically 45% that would vote completely with the liberal moderates. You pretty well had 45% that would vote, block, with the conservatives. And those in the middle always voted to stay with the Senate. Whatever the head who was leading the Senate told us here is what, you know, here is the bureaucrat- bureaucratic head telling you, here's what we're doing. That's what happened. Um, I, I'm not going to read it this time. I'll, I'll get back to it next time. But they thought that they would have a lot of people leave. They thought 45%. Um, it was miserable. 250 congregations at, at most, um, you know out of 6,000 or something like that um, in 77, 79 after this fallout after they started leaving <coughs> things are mopped up their fellowship protests uh, they, they go into protest fellowship now with the ALC finally LCMS withdraws from the Lutheran Church of the USA this term uh, group the ALC joins and finally this is terminated All right, so that gives us kind of an update of where we have been. Turn your page over. Part 8. I'm leaving Missouri behind for a bit. Evangelical Lutheran Church in America is formed in 1988. Um, It takes the Lutheran Church of America the American Lutheran Church, and now this splinter group, the AELC, and they formally agreed to start merging together in 1982. Is that meant to be formally? That must be. So here's what we got going on. We have our LCA, ALC, and we have our LCMS. ELIM forms in 1973. You might remember, 1969, we voted to go in fellowship with the ALC.
1: Immediately
0: after that, that was 69, 1970, the LCA, in their convention, voted to ordain women. In October of 1970, the ALC, whom we were in fellowship with, less than a year later, votes to ordain women. We just went to fellowship with them. Uh, um, 73, ELM formed because they see what's going on. By 74 is the walkout. By 76, the AELC leaves. They end up going into the ELCA. Um, we leave the Lutheran uh, LCUSA. AELC joins it. <laughs> Finally, in 81, when we break fellowship, bingo! 1982, the year after we finally break fellowship, they all say, you know what? We think we ought to start this merger. It takes until 1988 before they get it done. But you can see that, up until this point, they haven't quite moved it into it. But as soon as this happens, the ball goes into place. Why is that?
3: It took 11 years after ALC approved women's ordination for us to pray fellowship with them. 11 years. That's kind of amazing. In the meantime, did
1: we have any cases of of the females preaching at uh, LCMS churches? (laughs)
0: <laughs> we did not have any. Isn't
3: that the idea No, of no that's question. a good,
0: yeah. Yeah. No, no, good question. Yeah. That that we did not have any that were officially Missouri m- women preachers, right? Well, no, but well, they were, women,
1: were in fellowship. But we were
0: in fellowship. So, did this happen? Sure did. <laughs> Was <laughs> it supposed to? Greater.
1: Well, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: no. They're probably letting people hand out the supper, Lord's Supper and women mm-hmm. and stuff like that. All it all depends
0: on what district you're in. And is, is, yeah.
1: is, it, is it because of group mentality? I mean, that just we want to be part of a bigger group. Is that why you're saying, you're asking the question, why they left immediately and went mm-hmm.
0: and formed that? Okay. Now, um, <coughs> although when, uh, where I'm going with this part eight, you know, we're going to see everything that we've had before, what, what you know, that's what's affecting this, how did this all, how did we get all, everyone but Missouri to all agree and get them all together? We're gonna to see how quickly it falls apart um, from, uh, from where they formally stood. All I'm trying to show with this is, they were waiting for LCMS. We were 11 years leaning, leaning, leaning. Maybe you're going to come. Wait, this Jack Croiss guy, he's kind of like stopped things for a little bit, but I think we can get it back on track. We can get it back on track. You know, well, we're in fellowship. Well, we're in protest fellowship. Well, we're in, finally, if when we broke fellowship, we would have been in there. We would have been in there. That's that's what I'm saying. So what do we have? Well, here are a couple things that are going on. Let me go back and show you, uh, on the middle of your page 13, that in 1970, a survey of 4,747 Lutheran adults by Strauman found that 75% of LCA Lutherans agreed women should be ordained. Compared with 44% for ALC, 45% of LCMS was. I already mentioned to you that it didn't take long after we went in fellowship with ALC that, well, LCA, they approved it. Quickly, they ordained one. In 1970, ALC, uh, they approved it in October. By December, they had ordained um, the E. A ELC had ordained women from the start as soon as they left Missouri. Uh, that's what's going on with women's ordination. Ecumenical endeavors. ELCA, all of those former ones, ALC, LCA, they were all members of the New National Council of Churches, the World Council of Churches, Lutheran World Federation. They are ecumenical. They are this idea of everybody trying to get together and we've got to have unity and how can we do this. They're going crazy about this. Um, So let's get together. Let's talk and talk and talk until we can agree. Um, They came up in 1997 with a formula of agreement. Uh, This agreement was uh, to go into full communion with the Presbyterian Church USA, the Reformed Church in America, and the United Church of Christ. In 1999, they had something called CCM, the Call to Common Mission. They went into full communion with the Episcopal Church. In uh, 1999, they also had something called Our Following Our Shepherd, went into communion with the Moravian Church. 2009, Confessing Our Faith Together, ELCA went into full communion with United Methodist uh, Church. Um There were some uh, that broke fellowship with them. Uh, I'll get to that as we talk about homosexuality. In October 31st, 1999, the Lutheran World Federation signed a declaration on the doctrine of justification with the Roman Catholic Church, saying, we have uh, uh, finally agree on justification. (coughs) We've come to an agreement. (laughs) They no longer are going to condemn Martin Luther, and we'll no longer condemn them. Um which is not the same thing as agreeing. <laughs> <That's not> right. <laughs> um and, and and you say, well how does this work? Well again it's it's this kind of well, we can understand that you're concerned that that by by, by trusting in works you wouldn't have full assurance and and, and you know you understand, you know, we understand that you're concerned that if we believe in doctrine of justification by grace through faith alone without works, that people will lead in a moral life. So, well, we kind of agree now. And that's... Uh, uh, um, you can see that. So, add to... What have what, what we had kind of going on? We have had... Uh, The historical critical method. So we're no longer holding to the doctrine of inspiration of God's word. Uh, There are heirs and those kind of things. Then we had all of the social action kind of issues um, uh, that dealt with the war and things of that sort. We've got ecumenical concerns. We've got women's ordination. Then we've got... uh, confessional subscription, what is it going to take to get, for us to get together? Well, is it is it full agreement of Doctrine of Prasics, or just that we all kind of hold to the Book of Concord in some way and somehow? All of these things put uh, those groups on a path to a 1988 ELCA um, coming together and, and uh, forming. Quickly, just to give you a little bit of a, uh, of a feel, in 1996, not long after, uh, I think I put here 2001, but already in 1996, they began a discussions and studies in the ELCA concerning sexuality the overall themes for these studies are journeying together faithfully at the direction of the church council of the ELCA journeying together faithfully part 1 a message on sexuality The study asked members of the ALSA to consider, uh, to look at biblical teaching, church doctrine, present-day experience, knowledge concerning homosexuality and what the recommendations might be. August 2003. Dear Partners in Mission and Ministry. Partners in Mission and Ministry. Um, that, That... is letting you know that that's what we're about. Um, I say this because I was addressed, I mean, this is an ELCA, but how often were we talked to like that? (laughs) The Evangelical Lutheran Church of America is on a six-year journey. The direction for this journey was set by the 2001 ELCA churchwide assembly. The assembly's actions mandated that this church engage in a study on homosexuality and a study on sexuality. The first study is to deal with the blessing of same gender unions and the rostering of persons in committed gay or lesbian relations. The second study is to lead to the development of a social statement on sexuality. What happened? They began their six-year study, and we're just going to talk. We're going to talk. We're going to have recommendations for 2005 and 2007. Um, going forward. Until finally, by 2009, August 21st, the ELCA's Churchwide Assembly in Minneapolis voted to allow congregations to call and again gay and lesbians in committed monogamous relationships to serve as clergy, and also to allow the blessing of same-sex marriages. When the ELCA took a look at this, now, interesting enough, in 1964, Uh, The LCA, the most liberal of those, had its first document on marriage and family. No reference to homosexuality in the entire statement. In 1970, they produced a second study, first mention of homosexuality declared to be a sin. In 1971, a statement in support of homosexual rights. Maybe he so, got changed his mind a In one year. But by the time they get to 1996, they're talking about doing this, and they can't get it done. By 2001, they say, we've got to bring people along. So we're going to talk and talk and talk for about six years. They were nowhere ready to do this. After six years of talking about... Well, you know, um, when it says that uh, Sodom and Gomorrah they got rained on with fire, yeah, it's not the homosexuality; it was the violence
3: that was the problem.
0: Yes, and and when Paul was dealing with homosexuality, and it was, it was the problem was that they weren't committed homosexual relationships, rather than the other. And now that we have learned so much, you know, and so at everything, they, they go through, I can't remember what they say, the, there's seven Bible passages that mention it, and we, after studying those, and, and studying those, and study, well, now that we've studied them again, now we realize that they really don't prohibit, just caution. Um, and so they had moved them along, and at this point, it was accepted. Um, I remember this because it was, you know, it was, you hit the news, we were talking about it, whatever. On the very day, the very afternoon, that the churchwide assembly in Minneapolis approved this uh, statement, there was, now, in southern Illinois, we're used to tornadoes and stuff coming through. It can happen in Minnesota. It's not quite as common to, to have that, but it, it can. Uncharacteristically, um, in August, there was a tornado and a storm that went through in the afternoon. It knocked, I kid you not, it knocked the cross off the church. That's a on the afternoon that they voted this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, we
0: don't know, but you sure do wonder.
1: <laughs>
0: but what you see is a great uh, change. Now, was it there? Yes. I mean, did they have? Right. But for the people, it wasn't. It took, though, this moving along, this study... to to lead them along, to continue to move this, and they knew it wasn't going to take one study, it would take six years of this stuff. And they finally got it done. Um, So that's what happened, that's the direction it came, and by, again, they've come together with 1988, uh, they've got all that, the only ones they lost was a group called the AALC. Um, they actually tried to deal with this before it formed. They left one year before 1987. They ended up joining up with Missouri in 2007. Uh, the rest go in 1988. Here's what happens with the ELCA. In ni- they form in 1988. In 1999, they have what I called the Common Mission, the CCM, where they said we're going to go in fellowship with Presbyterian Church, a church body that doesn't believe in the body and blood of Christ in Lord's Supper, and they'd already gone to fellowship with the United Churches of Christ and things of this sort. At this point, there is a group called the LCMC, Lutheran Church, Missionary, Lutheran Church, what did I put here? Yeah, Lutheran Congregations and Missions for Christ. They ended up leaving the ELCA in 2001. Now, again, this is the You had three big groups. Now you have Missouri, which is pretty small, and you have the huge church. So... It's probably inevitable that there's going to be some. When they left, there was only about 46 congregations that they could finally get to go. Um, By now, though, they actually have 900 congregations. Um, It did end up, but it's a pittance compared to their, at the time, they had 9,000 congregations or something like that. So a, a rather small Uh, group that left. Again, the concern, and uh, if you read their history, they will tell you, um, going into this fellowship, denied the Lutheran confessions. Wow. Okay. Um, And that's why they left. LCMC. Going on forward. Now you have this homosexuality you have the approval in 2009 in 2010 you have a group that left the NALC uh, the North American Lutheran Church uh, when they left in 2010 there were 17 congregations now they have four I think maybe 500 um, North American Lutheran uh, Church there have been, since the ELCA formed, two splinter groups that have, uh, that have pulled off. That being said, um, LCMC, um, 2010, Lutheran Corps announced it would succeed from the ELCA form a new denomination, North American Lutheran Church, with just under 500 congregation, 150,000 uh, since then, the LCSS. No, as of 2018, that's still true, both the LCMC and the NALC reject same sex marriages and the ordination of practicing homosexuals, but all of them allow for the ordination of women. So you look at these two groups. And and you you might uh, uh, you might think, oh, so these are the conservatives that broke off. Maybe we can talk to them, and get together. Yeah. Yeah, Except for being a little homophobic, they're not conservative at all. Right? They're not conservative yeah. at all. They just don't like homosexuals. I mean, that was the whole thing that kind of you know did it uh, for them. Their organizational pattern uh, is very loose. Um, uh, they they don't have a lot of things that they say. Well, here's what we're going to do. where we have to stick to, and they're just kind of like, well, as long as you want to be together with us and and, and all. Um, NALC, uh, the ELCA Lutheran Church in Desoto left ELCA and joined the NALC. Um, Some of you might remember back a few years ago, the pastor that was there, retired, moved to Heron. He came to our church with his wife to check us out. Does anybody remember this?
2: When was it? My wife does. When? When? What year?
3: Has mm-hmm. it since yeah, you've been, you know, been
0: here? Be. Um, so anyway, he came reconciled right about a year
3: before COVID.
0: Hit so. A year before COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think and that was he, right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, real nice guy. I talked with him um, about you know, and and he kind of knew. I mean, you know, I mean, he'd done his research. He knew, it. and so because he knew, I'm going. Well, you still. I mean, there's an ELCA Lutheran Church in Marion, you know, but but you're coming here. And he came because he knew it. And he kind of liked it. His wife reamed me out for closed communion. And that was the last we saw. Them. Well, now that's really interesting. Um, but again, you know, he was from his group a conservative because they're no, they're whoa, we not we're not like them. Yeah, I think I got it, but that's what. Um, Elsie MC, um, I recently went down and did a funeral for Jean Heilman down near Dongola. Um, the uh, she hadn't been a member there and. A while, but you know, earlier had been. Uh, that is an LCMC uh, congregation. There's a uh, there's a cemetery, and then the church is kind of across the street, kind of down down and whatever. Um, I buried her there. There were several Lutherans. There's not a lot, so I went down. I checked out the church to kind of look at it. There's a little sign that says they meet once a month on a. I don't know, Sunday afternoon, Tuesday, you know, whatever. Um, It is an LCMC. Um, There's one in Paducah. There's, you know, some. So are there some of these? Absolutely. Are they around? Um, They have no pastors. Yeah. Missouri's having trouble getting pastors. But these are much, much worse. Um, So I went to um, Patty's mother's funeral in Wine Hill, uh, that congregation, large congregation, is being served by a woman who has not been seminary trained, has been to one of these workshops to kind of give you the quick course, put you in. She's taking care of that part-time, I don't know, something like that. In Wine Hill? In, in Campbell, Hill. Campbell. 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 Campbell, Hill. Campbell Hill. In oh, Campbell Hill, in Campbell Hill. Is- Right. It's
3: right.
0: yeah. and now it's So anyway, um, I showed up there for the uh, uh, funeral, I showed up in my collar, uh, the president of the congregation immediately buddied up to me to find out just who this Lutheran guy who is in a collar and doesn't need a call, and do they like you, and can we pull you away, and um, you know, because we can't get anyone. We can't get. It. I mean,
1: Now what kind of church, what church is that? I mean, what what church? ELCA. Huh? ELCA. ELCA. Oh, okay. There were quite a few of those Lutheran churches that we saw on the Christmas church tour that were looking for pastors. They can't. They've got retired. Some of them, their pastor retired, but he's still he's still doing the sermon on Sunday or having the services, or they're being served by somebody who's going to multiple congregations. They're they're having a lot of trouble filling congregations and they're waiting a long time
3: but they're not willing to look for
1: another fellowship somehow these are old see and i i i
0: I say that just because that's the situation um you can see all right so um I, i do wonder at some point if if and, and, and I just don't know, you know, these six-year studies and these things that have taken people along the way. You know, I, I wonder, I look at this and I, and I kind of go, you know, um, even, in, uh, uh, even in Missouri, in our former circuit, you know, congregations that are being served by three-point parishes or they're not even being served and, and how does this happen? you know, at some point if I walked in and said, listen, you know, I will be here, I will serve you every week. You know, I can't get there Sunday morning. I'll be here Sunday at 1 p.m. How many people do you have? Well, we got five. Great. I'll be, what? You'll come? Yeah. You know, one, we got closed communion. Two, you know, this is what I'm going to preach. You know, this this is what, I'm, I'm going to preach Lutheran stuff. That's all I ask. And I will come and I will serve you, you know, um, pay my mileage. My congregation treats me well. We're good. I, I wonder what would happen. I mean, okay, could could we could we do this?
1: Do they even know that Eldona exists? These kind of small churches there. For any I period? just don't know. Or why don't they go back there? How Lcms? that would be so received? I I, thought I thought think that there's
0: gone. some other things going on where you know uh, uh, it wouldn't be.
1: So we're short, or at least LCMS. I guess everybody's short of pastors. What about these Lutherans in purgatory? that Pastor Konaki always talks about. They're, for some reason they can't be called. They're pastors who have been displaced for some reason.
0: Um <laughs> it's
1: probably a
2: question. That, are you talking about the Missouri Synod?
1: That's what he always called. And and he has a book on that. Yeah,
0: yeah um right. I, I now I don't understand. So so here's the thing. Um in and this is a little different issue. In Missouri, there are pastors um, who have held to closed communion. I'm not going to marry people living together in marriage. You know, I'm going to hold. I'm a. You know, we're not getting into contemporary worship, and their congregations throw them out. Um, Missouri, you know, should discipline the congregation. They don't. And so these pastors now, well, what are they doing? Well, I'm trying to look for a congregation that would call me. Well, the district doesn't want to place them anywhere else because they look, it caused a big stink. It's a problem. We like pastors that keep everything together. So, yeah, there are these that did well. I mean, yeah, but the Senate doesn't want them.
1: To build a doctrine, but they can't get a call.
0: Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what to say. I mean, uh, you know, Chuck and Joyce man down in Florida, um, you know, the guy's him. been removed for the second time, I mean, technically, um, from his congregation. And, and and so, you know, I tell him, great. It's, you know, you're, you know, I know you. I go, it's time. I go, are you ready to- you know don't I, you know we'll, we'll allow you know you can preach everything that you've been preaching and you'll be supported and you know, all of this and no they don't leave but do they
1: lose their pension if they
0: go to a different senate I mean, um, most it? of them are given a deal
1: uh,
0: pastor or left he didn't lose his pension
1: that's
2: what I heard about why some of the ELCA, yeah. like from back home, don't leave the don't yeah. go in the NALC. Well, if you're vested, vested this is in the LCMS. If you're vested, What? What? I don't. I don't remember what what that is. But if you're vested, your your pension stays, or at least it did. How, however. I, I, I need to tell you that I was retired before I left Missouri City. That that's why mine didn't change.
0: Eric, it's hard to have sympathy for pastors in purgatory or whatever, or whatever they are, when when they don't run from false teaching. It's just hard to. It's hard to say. Well, what are we going to do with these people when they? See, you're, it's hard yeah. to stay. you're still in a heterodox sentence. <laughs> So let me show you, because that, that's exactly where that's exactly where this goes. Uh, um, to finish out um, what started off, and and again, I I think that there were you know good things going on, and then the 20s hit, and then the 50s and the 70s, and finally, you know, what are we looking at now? 2013, ELCA is installing the first openly gay man to be a bishop, not just pastor, but to lead. 2015, we got the first transgender pastor. They're trying to get a bishop that's transgendered now. Um, yeah. Trying to. Mm-hmm. They're trying to. Trying to.
3: That's amazing. I was,
0: um, is
3: it a he or a she, the pastor?
0: Yep. It's definitely not yep. <laughs> But I mean,
3: what do you call them besides pastor? And what do they wear?
0: So, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Your white sheet. What do we find?
1: woman. I can't help.
0: Here is what we find. I entitled this the micro sentence and LCMS defense. I, I don't know. That's good enough. But, uh, but at least it's short. Watch. Back in '58, around 1962, the LCMS convention. There were all these things going on. We've told you. Hey, this isn't the first time that people in Missouri realized, wait a minute, all this... And so uh, um, they're going into fellowship, with, and then they go into fellowship with ALC, and then they're in it for that long. And, and, um, there's a group in 1951 called the Orthodox Lutheran Church that OLC is formed. Um, they leave Missouri, and they form this group. In 1956, five years later, they split. Um, when Paul Kretzman is accused of teaching an heir at their own OLC seminary, Uh, And they then become what's called the Concordia Lutheran Conference, which has the acronym CLC, Concordia Lutheran Conference. In 1959, after the LCMS convention, they saw what was going on. They started to hold conferences called State of the Senate. Uh, It was well attended by laymen as uh, they said, hey, here's what's going on. Pastor Herman Otten was able to buy, put these uh, things together into a 200 page documentation listing all of the controversies within the LCMS that have arisen since 1950. So over the last nine years, they had sections dealing with Martin Charlemagne, who had denounced uh, inerrancy, Yaroslav Pelican, who later goes into uh, Rome, Martin Marty, the Common Confession, Biblical Authority and Inspiration, I, a long list of, of these, and it's out in the open, they're talking about it. Finally, in 1961, at the conference in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, it was attended by over 400 laymen and pastors who wanted something to be done about this. They saw that it was going on. They wanted something to be addressed at the upcoming convention in 1962. (coughs) The Senate refused them a In In effect... Pushes them off and says, No, we're not going. Now, again, this is prior to Jacob Preuss coming in in 1969. So, because of their refusal, and because of them stonewalling and not listening to any of their conservative things, in 1964 they leave and form the Lutheran Churches of the Reformation, uh, 1964. So you say, well, this isn't the first time. How come people didn't? They were starting to, and this is uh, uh, what happened. In 1972-73, Fellowship of Lutheran Congregations, FLC, left the LCR. In 1979, the Illinois Lutheran Conference, ILC, was formed by three congregations who made it the basis of their confession that all of their congregations use the King James Version only. Because that's the problem, and they left the Wells Congregations. And the FLC went in fellowship with the ILC for a little bit. And in 2006... The Orthodox Lutheran Confessional Conference, which has been the OLC, is now the OLCC, is formed by five congregations that left the LCR because there was female voting, female suffrage. At the beginning, we're talking 10, 15 congregations. By the end, we're talking five to three congregations, and we're talking about congregations that could meet around my breakfast table. 2004, Salem Lutheran Church, Malone, Texas, where Bishop is, uh, ends up leaving the LCMS. He, along with three or four others, forms what's called denial theses in response to things that are going on. In 2006, Eldona is actually formed in Texas. Uh, They adopt the Miles Malone theses and all together. Um,
1: Can I ask ask a question here? Yeah. Were Were you aware of
2: that going on?
0: I was in attendance at every meeting Except the very first one, which was 2005. I was an observer. When did
1: when did we go into the state of confession? I'm trying to remember years here.
0: 2009, oh, okay. we joined with El Dona. Yeah. State of confession was 2006, wasn't it? 2006, 2006, 2005. State of
1: confession was
0: 2009. State of confession yeah. was 2000. It was after the convention, which was.
1: 2007. 2007. But we were in a state of confession
3: for three years. Yeah. yeah. So it had to been earlier. Yeah, you already yeah. stated we a came confession. In, I can of here. So it was in 2003 to 2006, and then we left in 2007, I thought.
1: Yes. 2009, and we were only independent oh. for about a year.
3: Oh, we left in 2007. That's
2: That's we left in 2007. Yeah,
3: Yeah,
1: we left. We were independent from
2: 2007
0: to 2009. Okay. That's
2: about a year or two. Um, you actually probably went into a state of confession in 2004 or five.
0: I think that's right. Um, I've got that lined out in six pages that we'll get to next time. (laughs) This is trying to condense it down to give you a bigger picture. And that's why I'm trying to decide if I need to entangle that or not. Patty?
3: How many congregations were in Eldora
0: when it first started? There were... uh, When they... uh, When they... Uh, did the Niles thesis, there were four pastors. By the time this started, there were I'm going to say nine or ten. Just, um, just,
3: just thinking to give. How many they've you... And, and we've, we've gotten
0: got up to a 20, yeah. a little more than 20, and I think we're back down to about 18 or something like that. Um, yeah. Or something. Yeah, I, just we're to we're give we're a big okay. feel. Okay. So... Um, I went up to Minneapolis for a conference uh, because of, uh, because the OLC, (laughs) O-L-C-C, we were looking at these groups, invited us to come up because they said, hey, we're also conservative and broke off for you know some of these things and come and talk to us and, and whatever. We went up to talk with them. Many of the guys were, were, were pretty nice. Um, there were a couple of them that were uh, some crazy about women's voting, uh, some crazy about KJV, some whatever. What, what do you find? What you find is that uh, those who are able to stand up and say no and uh, I'm not going to follow that and I'm going to do something different in fact I'm going to break away are often uh, type A personalities and they're very strong. That also can be a weakness so that you then think that you are the new Martin Luther, and all of a sudden, anything that comes into your mind, and so it ends up fracturing and breaking apart. And any small group that has left quickly breaks and breaks and breaks until it's nothing. Um, and and that's typically what has happened. Um, we went up to uh, you know meet with them. <coughs> uh, And the group that left the ELS, at this time, we were in a uh, state of confession or back after 2004 and things of that sort. The ELS and Wells, Pastor Haruna and I said, all right, well, if Missouri is going to go the way of all things, maybe we can go to the ELS or Wells. They were just putting together a new statement called the Public Ministry of the Word. Um, we both took a look at it and said yeah, that's a crazy document it denies the pastoral office it says that uh, women Sunday school teachers and day school teachers are in a part of the pastoral office and that they get partly a call and kind of stuff and we said we can't do that um, there were groups of those and one particular man, Pastor Rolf Preuss who was in the ELS um uh said, this is false doctrine. They threw him out. When they threw him out, there was a group of four or five other pastors that said, well, if you're going to throw him out, we'll resign along with him in profession because he's right. And they formed what was called the ACLC. Um, January 2008, we were invited up to this free conference that these two groups were having together By 2010, we had reached an agreement with them and had gone into fellowship with them. Um, uh, Pretty good guys. Not long after that, the guy that they left in protest with resigned from the ACLC, resigned from their group, and said uh, no, he didn't want to be a a part of that, and decided that he was going to try to go back into... uh, some of these former associations by means of Canada. So he was going to join the Lutheran Church Canada, which then had an agreement by which he could go back into the Missouri Senate, and he left them high and dry. Um, sometime after that, uh, we brought in Pastor Ridecky, uh who... Uh, was thrown out because of objective justification. They liked objective justification, and so they broke fellowship with us. Uh, in March of 2015, those former guys went back, almost all of them, three out of the four, uh, or three out of the five, went back to the ELS. All the two pastors returned. It's the typical kind of small micro that personality-wise, and the things that are going, it's, it's very difficult. Um, there was one other group that um, Pastor Jack Cachione, um Missouri Senate pastor, maintained a uh, e-list, the claim news uh, is a, he decided that the reason that Missouri was all going uh, hot, was because it didn't maintain voter supremacy. He was a man. if you want to go back to our doctrine of the office of church and ministry, the problem that uh, uh, all of uh, us who hold up the pastoral office, uh, rather than the voters meeting has to be the, the highest thing, and that would have kept everything together. The problem are the pastors, the laymen could take care of this. After the 2004 convention, uh, uh, the the churches and the pastor, along with London Decatur, the two abbots, uh, left uh, and formed, finally by 2005, what's called ULMA, the United Lutheran Mission Association. Um, Since then, 2010, they formed a a seminary of sorts. Uh, What about this group? Um, very loose association they consider themselves a missionary association Uh, uh, fellowship communion Uh, well each congregation kind of decides that's kind of good enough while they had separated between 2004 and after this uh, no problem Missouri could come and commune with them Um, it's it's just loosey-goosey um, and some crazy ideas. This is pretty well all you have of the groups and what they have tried to do. Now obviously I'm going to come back to, uh, to show you from about 19, I got us done in 1981, I'm going to come back to 1981 or pretty well 83 uh, where we left off and to go forward going back at Missouri as well as to see the things that we did as the State of Confession and the things that Eldona has done. Um, I think that we have, at least up to this point, done the best that we can to try to not become a fractured personality cult that goes away. Um, I think there are a lot of pitfalls. I think that we are at a very unique um Time, and I think we've got a chance. But as you can see, and I've got no uh, uh, ish, any grandeur um, ideas that everyone else has failed. Um, we may fail, uh, but I think it's worth I think it's worth the shot. I think it's I, I think there's something that that can be said for this. So. Next time we'll come back, we'll take a look at this. This kind of wraps up the rest of the Lutheran church bodies and where they are. We're going to come back and take a look at Missouri from about 1983 up through uh, the present.
1: I have a question about these pastors in purgatory that you were talking about. I've not kept up too much of the Missouri Synod since we left. So these pastors in purgatory, their congregations are moving them because they're too conservative, the pastors are too conservative. Uh, I especially, I'm talking about closed and open communion. I mean, they've been removed from congregations because the pastors want closed communion.
0: Yeah, and because the, pastor, the pastors are teaching closed communion, and and they don't and want
1: And then Missouri is not placing these pastors in churches. Then,
0: so the district president comes in and says, um, "You can no longer teach here." Um, because they're not receiving your teaching, you got everybody upset, the president of the congregation, you won't let his daughter get married in the church, we're going to give you an agreement in which you resign, and we'll give you two years of salary, and you resign, and we'll get you a call somewhere else. And after we get you to resign, and we move you out of here, who's going to call you? Well, there is a four-member congregation in Montana, that maybe you want to take that call, um, you know. That's kind of what what happens.
1: So Missouri is just is leaning more and more to the liberal. I mean, the the non closed communion, and like you said, marrying people. And, you know.
0: As as long as as long as you can hold your congregation together, the district president doesn't care. As long as everybody's happy with the way you're doing it, it's fine. You know, you want to do close communion, your people like close communion, it's okay. As long as they're not complaining, I'm not messing with it. But, you know, no district president removes the congregation. If there's a problem, you remove the pastor. That's what happens. Now, how many of these guys are out there? You know, um, there's probably more than we think, um, there are district presidents that see this and say, come. And so uh, uh, the pastor down in Florida was invited by the English district to for him to come on up and, and to come to his, you know, he, he heard what happened to him down there and said, come on up here to our convention and we'll you know see if we can get you a call. But there's only so many calls. And, and you know, so uh, we've got a pastor for you. He's been thrown out of three congregations. You want him? It really is a good guy Yeah, I don't know um,
1: there's a lot of gossip that goes along with something like that too I do believe yeah. yeah both ways
3: well I had recently predicted in my own prediction that LCMS would be ordaining women within 20 years but looking at this I think it's going to be much sooner because it sounds like probably at least 50% of the people in Missouri would be all for it if they did another survey of um, pastors and laymen,
0: but that, is, just new 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 that, um, that that is. The only thing that, and, and I, think, I think there is a fatal mistake in judgment. When we think, and I, I, I know this is not supposed to be that way, but when we think that doctrine is going to determine whether you, you, you stay the Senate together or not. I don't think it is. It really determines who's going to be in control and who's going to call the shots. If you're, the bureaucracy is there and they're going to give you the study, we'll tell, tell you where to go. Um... There may be people in the pews who are for it or against it. It really doesn't matter. Just give me six years, and I can take you where you need to go.
3: Well, already, they're, they're starting to feed them the line about homosexuals. Well, you have to have compassion because they were born that way. And so maybe there's, you know, it, it changing the way we look at it. Well, yeah, we were born in sin. You know, does anybody talk about that? Original sin, well, I have a propensity for maybe other sins. That doesn't make it right. Um, and all of a sudden you just stop looking at doctrine, at scripture, and it's all psychology and science. And we've run that line for long enough, six years, and you've got the people. They, they give in.
0: So I've given you the, here's where ELCA went. Um, we're going to back up and we're going to say, all right, 1981, 1983, let's run things forward and let's see what's been going on in, in Missouri. Um, we, we, we now know what it looks like. We know that it wasn't everything's great and then all of a sudden something happened in 2004 and we went, oh, oh no, something's changed. No, it's been changing since 1950. Um, or, or before that, but how is it, you know, how is it being responded to since then? Aldona's is one thing, say a confession, uh, there's been a change in leadership within Missouri from Kieschnick to Harrison, uh, um, we'll just take a look and see. Well,
1: <clears throat> after listening to all this, I'm thoroughly depressed, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we've got to remember that God is still in charge of his church whatever, you know, he's still up there leading, and, you know, when you say, well, Eldona may fail, well, we have to trust that...
0: That, That's not my my concern, is is to be faithful, I, I, um, you know, against great odds, you know, our Lord can do whatever he desires, um... And it may be that he wishes to, and, and we've, we've got to make sure we're not into this triumphal, you know, kind of thing, because the Lord also works through the cross and tribulation. And sometimes things have to get worse before, and sometimes that's the way he does it. So that's all right. Um, but you continue to be faithful because God is in control of, of, of his church. There are faithful individuals, there are faithful pastors in, in everything, you know, in what, there are faithful congregations. Um, yeah, I'm talking about the public profession I'm talking about the whole group and you look at these and you kind of go yeah we got some, a lot of problems
2: well I'm probably going to get myself in trouble but you have to remember that the scriptures talk about sheep and shepherds and as the scriptures speak about sheep what always happens to sheep? They stray. stray. Okay. Sheep stray.
1: And they get preyed upon.
2: Well, that's... That, that, and, and you, you, you don't realize how difficult it is today to be an Orthodox pastor. Because the world and now most of the church is against you. In 1400, when rationalism began, it was rejected. Where's rationalism now? Rationalism is supreme. a lot more important than the Bible.
0: We're over. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, uh, we ask that you would lead us into your word. And we ask that you would strengthen our resolve to be faithful. Uh, Where we have failed, that we would uh, uh, repent and return to it, always trusting in the forgiveness which your Son showers upon us daily. In his name we pray.